As Tennessee Titans talk, we beat the Commanders today. It's one of those situations I bet a lot of Titans fans feel the exact same way. When that game was over, I was just relieved. I was kind of mad at the Titans. Uh, hours later, we're recording this about 8.15 Central Time on Sunday night. I feel better about it. We, we didn't have everybody. We were missing some key people we didn't think we'd be missing. Our defense just really wore out. I still don't know that we can beat a good team, but it feels really good to be three and two. Landon texted earlier in the day. He said, I don't feel confident about any of our wins. And I have felt that way about each of our wins. It's so it's so much different than last year and the year before because we, we were gritty. We found ways to win, but Lately, it's been, well, let's not lose, and that's not a team you really want to be. Granted, injuries ravaged our team, and they had made a stat that we have already had 19 starters on defense, which is a terrifying league-leading stat. So I don't feel really great about all of our wins, but at the end of the day, we're 3-2, and two, we're at the top of the AFC South, so and we're heading into our bye, so I guess they're our worst places to be. It could definitely be worse, and obviously... The NFL, you can say, well, any if any play went the other way, a win would be a loss, a loss would be a win. But if Bullock hits a 48-yard field goal, we're 4-1, and one, and we would still have that blowout loss to the Bills. But, I mean, if we're going to our bye week 4-1 and one with all these injuries, and we don't lose to the Giants, who, by the way, are 4-1 and one right now, they just <laughs> beat the Packers. That's so convincingly. weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if we were 4-1 and one, and all that change was a 48-yard field goal went in versus going out, what's the vibe on this team? Because I agree, even if we had beat the Giants, all of our wins would be very unsettling. It's more like, well, we didn't lose, versus, well, we found a way to win, like Nathan, you said earlier. Yeah, but, like I said, I'm feeling better about it, Landon, because these teams that we beat, they find a way to lose. We, it looks so ugly, but we find a way to win. I told you earlier, Landon and I were able to watch this game together. I said, in 2019, they proved to us that they were a contender. In 2020 and 21, I felt like we could have won a Super Bowl, especially last year. It's fun to win. It's really neat. 3-2, and two, our division is bad. This is not a Super Bowl contending team, at least not right now. So it feels kind of weird. Yes, yeah, exciting, but I feel kind of like we did before 2019, where it's like, in the back of my mind, at least, and I think most Titans fans, is like, well, we'll make the playoffs. That'll be fun. But we're there are better teams. I mean, I even feel like a little bit last year where we kind of limped into the one seed. I, I didn't feel super confident. Yeah, it was awesome to have a home playoff game, but I don't think there was a super high expectation. Okay, fair. And I, I just, you know, we, we've lost the gritty, tough factor we had in, in 19. And I mean, you look at the defensive efforts we had then, you know, that was a team forged by fire, like through everything we've gone through with the changeover in quarterbacks and Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. And, you know, we had Logan Ryan, who was a vocal leader on defense, Dory Jackson, Rashawn Evans played the best playoff football I think we've ever seen from a Tennessee Titan. We aren't there right now. We literally let the commanders hang around with, you know, their own injuries and (laughs) Diami Brown. Like, who? Who the heck was that? I mean, I I remember during the draft. Jerry Rice today. Yeah, I remember watching him during the draft. And, you know, I, I think the three of us, we watched a little bit of tape on him together. And he wasn't super impressive. Oh, I just—I thought I really liked him. Landon loved oh, him, and well. he was like, "Yeah, that's the guy I remember from Boise State. I really liked no, him." And it's like, well, North Carolina. Yeah, North I was Carolina, gonna say North Carolina. But, yeah. but, uh, Last that, year he didn't do anything else. because they had Heineke at quarterback. This well, year he I, hadn't really done anything until today. And this dude was on the really trade good. block, right? He was on the trade block two weeks ago. I don't know if he's he, on the he, trade block, but he was definitely like stuck when, at wide receiver four. Yeah, when they're all healthy, he's barely on the field. That's probably was the major issue. But he looked good today, uh, guys. When we we had our last offensive possession and we did that super conservative thing where Tannehill didn't want to run out of bounds. <laughs> 
Or throw um, the ball. Although yeah. there were like four minutes left, and it was like, who's conserving five seconds? It was obviously their goal to knock off five or ten seconds of the clock and not get a first down. I was so irate, big fella, because you could protect the ball and try to get a first down. It, it just made me so mad because we, we moved the ball in the same. Anyway, the conservative nature of our play calling as it goes on in the second half of these games, drives me absolute bananas. Now, I know everybody complained when he threw the interception to to end the uh, Bengals game, but it's not that. Just don't throw in the middle field. Don't do what he can't do. I Oh, man, you guys, yeah, it just yeah, don't drove me crazy. Don't force the ball to Nick Westbrook in triple coverage. Yeah. Absolutely, right. Yeah. But so, at the same time, don't call like a QB power except have your quarterback just go down one yard, that was one so yard past the well, line. Especially, especially with how the game was going. Their defense... The, we were not going to get outside on them with Tannehill. It wasn't going to happen. That play was not run to get a first down, big fella. And that I know. blew my mind. So anyway, they get, obviously, the ball, and then they're in the goal line. Y'all walk me through it briefly. We'll start with you, Landon. They're in the goal line. They have four downs to beat us. What's going through your mind? Because for me, it was like, we're going to lose this game. Well, and we've been the yeah. better team. This is unbelievable. I was so mad. Yeah, I told we, my kids, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> My, my gut feeling was it would take a miracle because even though they'd only scored 17 points and they would end up only scoring 17, and they had their fair share of big plays to boost their stats, mm, like, sure. it did feel like we were consistently shutting them down and they were just getting lucky plays. Like, and especially on that last drive, like, Fulton had the DPI oh, get him that, down to the two. Yeah, that was... Land, that was, that was when my soul was crushed. I was like, that's it. This is how it's going to end. I did not look at my phone on purpose for just, I didn't want to see like parts of your brain on my group Ugh. text, big fella. I felt so bad for you because I just, I know you so well. I knew you were somewhere like pushing furniture around. <laughs> yeah. And thank God that they wasted a challenge on that. That was the difference in the game, hit. the timeout. Because the then they the couldn't run the ball, which I mean, they didn't, they couldn't run the ball all game, but still you take that chance over the passing yeah. plays they did. Like Wentz barely, the first play of Wentz barely yeah. floated out of the end zone. Second play, Tart makes an absolutely insane play for a nose tackle. <laughs> absolutely. Or he was going to catch that there. ball. He was going to catch that ball. You know receiver, what? It, and Tart uh, pretend like he was Deion Sanders back there. It was unbelievable. Uh, about that is really funny. Because when you see a defensive tackle back there in coverage, it's uh, as a former defensive tackle, that is like that moment where it's like, oh my God, it's going to happen. I remember one time in a game in college, we had, they called it clip or cop. And that was the two eye either dropping back or, or the, the three technique dropping back into coverage. And they called it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to drop back into coverage. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you guys know me, but you should have seen me, you know, back there with the linebackers. I was like, oh, I'm picking this pass off. And, you know, it was, it was a garbage play, but the adrenaline probably pumping through his veins, especially after a, a, an interception last week, he's like, I can do this. And he made he an so incredible play. Yeah. He was so heads up for his size. It's, he gets overlooked the way plays get overlooked. He, with her, we, we lose that game. Unless he is the guy back there doing that, that from that position anyway. And I, I was incredibly impressed with Tart and continue to be. And, you know, everybody had to play on defense the whole game because we had so few guys out there. Weaver and all those guys, really good effort. So as time went on this afternoon, I couldn't be as mad that they kind of fell apart because they were gassed. I mean, the guys were out there that were out there were out there pretty much the whole game. I, I was so impressed. And... I was so terrible, and I just knew we were going to get beat. But after the first two plays, it's like, oh, because Ron Rivera did that stupid challenge, they're out of timeouts, and they have to pass because there's not enough time. And so Carson Wentz is just throwing with literally 
21 people standing in the end zone. So great job by David Long. But that may, looking back on it, if I'd had a few minutes where there was a time I was like, wait, we have a chance. But when he, when they're down there, like on the three, you're like, we're screwed. But, you know, I like Ron Rivera, but that, when you got a team like that and it's your way to win, your margin, your to victory is so narrow, you got to have those timeouts. Well, was that the series too where they went for it on fourth and got it anyway? So it would have been. Point, the challenge was pointless. I think the whole thing was pointless, Landon. You uh, may remember uh, that. That, mi- that, yeah. that might have been the series. Was that the Simmons deep, the roughing the passer? Was that no? no I did, uh, I did, that was, that would have been after the roughing the passer penalty scenario. Yeah, I but thought it was in the same sequence. It might not have been, but I can't remember. My br- yeah, my brain is just kind of fried. But <laughs> yeah, looking at back in this game, it's like we survived by the skin of our teeth against a bad team and a bad quarterback, and they, it was really them losing versus us winning. And all of our issues were still there. But then, like, I think back to what I was thinking during the game, and you just look at who's on the field. It's like, all our receivers are dead. Our our guards are dead. Aaron Brewer might as well be dead. All our safeties are dead. <laughs> all our pass rushers are dead. Half our corners are dead. I, I hope mean, Brewer misses the plane. Like, <laughs> he stays I, in Washington. Yeah. Oh, a, a win... A, a win's a win. Like, we were missing... Like, we had one... Uh, I think we started the season with five edge rushers on the starting roster. We had one of them still there, which was like, which was uh, Weaver. Everyone else was brought up. Oh, we, had was there. One, we had one safety, which was Byard. Everyone else was brought up. At receiver, Hollister was having to play a bunch because it was Woods, Nick Westbrook, who had that huge catch to kind of keep our offense afloat a little. Oh, Hollister, little. I guess Josh Gorin. That was the offensive play playing. of the game. Oh, yeah. Then I guess we don't play Josh Gorin. The Titans don't do anything, even though Okonkwo almost had a really great catch today. Yeah, he did. He, he did. I, I, it almost, I was it, with that. It was simultaneous knee and hand out of bounds, but I kind of was right. like, if he just spun, he would have done the John New Smith butt butt touchdown. He, he'll learn to do that, and I wish he would know that as a rookie. But you you forgive a rookie for not doing that. Yeah. The rules are different in college, but I just feel the athleticism and the focus to get it. I expect some really good football from him in the future, and for I saw sure. it today. He's he's going to put it together because he's. He's a one good athlete for sure. Yeah, just looking at our team, like we had no explosiveness on offense. We couldn't block anyone on offense. Like three of our five starters were garbage in Daly, Brewer, and Nate Davis. Our pass rush was pretty solid because Washington's offensive line sucks and Wentz isn't the best pocket presence guy. No, and our he took a pretty good beating today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our coverage wasn't good, but it did enough. And on paper, I'm really... Like, thank God we have the bye next week. So we should hopefully start getting a little healthy now. Burks is probably going to be out. Well, Burks is already out four more ga- four more games. He's going to be out more, probably. Three more, because this counted, right? Yeah, three more. So he'll be out to, like, mid-November probably. Well, toes. Sorry, it, this game, this game, the bye counts and then two more, yeah. right? No, yeah. I, I read that the the bye week doesn't count. It's games. What? That's absurd. No, I, th- I think they're weeks, though. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I think it counts. Yeah. By the way, like, there is no way we Probably are, won't see him in October, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to jinx us, but there's no way we are as injured as we were today. Because you just look at who we were we very had, injured like, today. Yeah. Like we had Woods and Nick Westbrook at receiver. We had Byard at safety. We had Weaver at edge rusher. Everybody else playing those positions were backups or guys on practice squads or the street right. that were signed and they were playing all game. So when you look through that lens, it makes the win more palatable the way they had to win. Yeah, it, because it's, that's absolutely it, yeah. true. It's a skeleton squad, right? Landon, to your point. Like if you look at the box, the box score. If you take out the tight ends who had collectively three targets, you've got Nick Westbrook, Akina, 
Robert Woods, Derek Henry, Dontrell Hilliard, and Kyle Phillips. That's it. Those are the only guys who got targets outside of tight ends. And like I said, those tight ends were three targets. We didn't have an explosive group out there, and they found a way to win anyways. I was really impressed with uh, Nick Westbrook. Again, we, we've been critical of NWI. The adjustment that he made on that pass was oh. not a good pass. I don't know too many people that have come back because he looks back. That's really hard to do. That was the big meat of our offense today. That was an absolutely essential that saved, play, our, so. that saved the second half offense for sure. Easily. Yeah. Our usually terrible second half offense. Um, I, I give him all the credit in the world. He was out there and uh, he made something happen because it, we, you could see we couldn't get behind anybody. We couldn't do it. They certainly could get behind us today. They came out in the second half when obviously one of their analysts said, throw deep. And we're going to talk about what we liked more today. Not we, We've got a former first round pick that's really got to figure it out. I was really impressed with Montez Sweat. And I know that Nate Davis could have helped that. Landon, did we know any more about Nate Davis? I was totally surprised. I know John, last night we were texting like, why is this going from two and a half to even odds? Vegas, there's no telling what they do or what wires they tap to know. But they knew, I was like, surely that much money didn't come in on Washington. But we had some surprising actives, Nate Davis being a big one, and you could certainly tell that we missed him today. From from what I've seen, it was a knee injury that popped up on Friday. And I guess they just played it safe because we're about to have our bye. But yeah, I mean, just sweat was unbelievable today. He, he was a bit quieter in the second half. Thankfully, I guess we made some adjustments or we just didn't have the ball long enough to see him wreck us, but he was all over the place. And that really, we were talking earlier about how this team just doesn't have that same energy and that vibe as the past couple years. Just the left side of our offensive line, that Daily Brewer team, that Daily Brewer combo that just puts Ugh. such a damper on our on our season in general. It's like, yeah, we could we could definitely win the division because it sucks, and our only competition is the Jags. But it's like we get Miami or the Chargers or the Ravens or the Bengals coming here, and they're all probably gonna they're gonna beat up our offensive line. It's like, are we gonna watch us fight and claw for a wild card win, and that's it? And obviously, like, I don't want to be like. If we can't reach the AFC Championship game with this reloaded team, we should just suck. Why make the playoffs anyway? Like, I want to make the playoffs and have that right. hope. But mm-hmm. there's just, there is, there isn't that, like, hope of, hey, if things click, something can happen. Because, like, in 2019, the offensive line started out really badly. Well, the talent was there and they clicked. We don't have the talent to click where no. it's like, Brewer right. isn't suddenly going to gain 40 pounds and be an average guard, an average guard physically. Right. Daily it would take some Derrick Henry magic. He'd have to fully recover from that injury, and, and Tannehill have to do some magic, and our defense would have to get healthy. And, and we don't have come the receivers of 2019. Like, and it would t- it would take a huge carry job by our defense or an yeah. unbelievably hot offense yeah. for us to really make any noise. And just with all the injuries we had on defense, it's hard to see that. It does seem like we're in a different tier, but we'll play it out and see. I'd still love a a home playoff game, and, and all we can do is celebrate this win. Uh, some things would definitely have to come together. That left side of the offensive line just oh, yikes. And, liability wow. central. But I think it's more because of that. It, the more the time goes on, makes me impressed. We find ways to win. I am impressed uh, with our toughness, and uh, I give credit to the coaching staff. I want to see more confidence uh, from play calling. Houston beat Jacksonville today. We have to talk about that. Jacksonville, of course, uh, it's played better, but they got crowned after like two or three weeks. And, of course, I sent you guys an article, Stupid ESPN. We'll have a better draft pick than them. I, I just made me so mad, and the Colts too. So, of course, Jacksonville gets beat by Houston. Houston gets their first win. Y'all talk about that or what interested you most outside of our game uh, b- before we get out of here? Yeah, so that makes it, I want to say, 
nine wins in a row for the Texans over the Jags, which is just really rough to think about because Houston has had some bad teams. Lawrence had an absolutely awful, awful in-zone interception, I think, to Stingley. And he started out kind of nice the first couple weeks against the Colts. He was good. But the past two weeks, it's more like rookie Lawrence. And it's like they scored six points on Houston, and Houston is not. Houston doesn't have that defensive talent, and it's not like they were missing all their receivers or their whole offensive line was banged up. Like they had everyone out there. They couldn't score a touchdown on Houston. 13-6. Talk about an ugly game. I mean, the Texans had 248 yards of total offense. Like, not saying we were world beaters today. I mean, geez, I guess maybe we don't even have... uh, We have a little more than that. Brutal. Yeah, I barely saw anything on red zone from this game until the very end when Houston went on a drive to win the game. And so that means every team in the NFL has a win, which is feels really early. And it's nice for the parity. And it's nice for our winning record streak and our playoff streak because our our division is so bad that it feels yeah. like as long as we don't further implode with injuries and we just keep ticking on, we'll claw our way to like 10 and 7 or something or 9 and 8 and that'll win us the division. <laughs> we are the new NFC East. I, I think it's important for us to just be happy with what we have. I, I know, I, and I think we're still hungover from last year and the opportunities that we had. But yeah, I mean, I think we got to be okay with, you know, after five weeks, we've... We've got the inside track of the division, and that that is good enough for me. We could be the other three teams in our division. I'd much rather be us. Oh, for sure. Like you said, like the NFC East a few years ago, there's nobody feeling great about it. But yeah, I guess it just like at this point we've gotten like we talked about earlier, we've gone past the honeymoon phase of it's good to be here. It's just good yeah. to right. I think it's okay for fans to have a higher expectation. Yeah, Absolutely. And especially, and especially we're past like that. after the past three years when we were competitive, coming to this, just looking at the season outlook and being like, well, hopefully we win a playoff game. It just doesn't have that same ring to it. We tune into every game. We care really, really hard about every game. Mm-hmm. It's not good for our long-term health. <laughs> <laughs> but we're there. We'll watch them. We'll root for Ryan Tannehill and the practice squad to... <laughs> got their way to another win. Well, that's a good segue, big fella. To of course, we've got a really early buy uh, next week, a week six buy. It's it'll be good in the short term because we've got a lot of injuries, uh, but that'll be a long back end of the season. It will. Right now, coming into week six, I don't think any team needs it more than we do. But like you're saying, we've got a meaty schedule, and then if you look at, well, we've got five games, so that means we've got 12 more without a bye. That, that's brutal. It doesn't matter how you slice it. That's hard. 12 games without a bye. Yay. Yikes. Yeah, it's rough, but at this point, I mean, we don't know if all the guys being held out are preventative because we have the bye or if it's serious. I mean, you just look at this game. You can't just week over week, you can't just make something out of nothing like we have. Like, with no juice at receiver, no one at pe- no no defensive depth, no offensive line, which won't get better with injuries because everyone that's injured is gone for the year like the one. It's like, you just can't keep making that magic happen. Like, if we had to play the Colts next week, even though Indy looked absolutely garbage on they are putrid putrid i I think we'd still beat them because indy is that bad but -hmm. it would still be really really i want to say gross because it's understandable it would just be really rough to watch just to have to scrap and claw for every inch and just survive and hopefully after the bye like a bunch of the guys have been held out get healthy we get some guys back from ir hopefully mcmath is back and he can play a bunch of snaps and just adds a vertical threat seems like he would have helped today just to stretch the field yeah Yeah, especially with like 
Robert Woods had that bad drop on. Oh, like, uh, yeah. That so I'm glad you mentioned that drop, Land, because that wasn't a drop. He caught it and like I swear he spiked it down like he was playing volleyball. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was it's so frustrating because one, he's supposed to be like that really sure-handed veteran, and two, we were backed up in our end zone, and that would have even if we didn't do anything on that drive, we just gotten us out of the end zone. Instead, we had to punt from there. It's just so frustrating. Like the one guy on the field that you're supposed to trust and couldn't make a simple cut. Yeah, I, I mean, mean hopefully, I know a bunch of Packer fans were clamoring on Twitter that they need to sign Odell Beckham after the game today. But I mean, like, I mean, for us, I mean, we should really look into that too because. Even if Burks come back, comes back, unless Racing McMath just suddenly becomes an, even an average NFL receiver, I mean, we're going to be really lacking in explosiveness. And if one guy goes down, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, I, I hope they use the buy to get in that conference room, big fella, and yeah. just figure in just every corner and figure out anything, even incrementally, that could help. Well, that, that's actually what I was going to ask you guys. Like, wh- who do you think we're calling tomorrow or tonight? joke but i always suggested like will fuller like he he may not be able to help be healthy for 12 games that we've got left but yeah I mean, he can still run pretty like, damn fast yeah i mean god if you play like <laughs> if you were just a band-aid for like five games and then he got hurt obviously i don't get, hope he got hurt. i don't hope he would get hurt but if you just could come in and give us a vertical field stretcher for a couple games well yeah give me out. five or six games like kansas city like, green he's bay made, like Cincy, he's made of glass, and he's not signed for a reason <laughs> Yeah. But he's still fast. Yeah. He's still fast. Well, and then it's going to get desperate for not just us down the stretch here. I think we'll see him in a uniform if he wants to play. Who uh, who else do you think is our possibilities? The guy I keep coming back to and why he's on a roster right now is Eric Fisher, especially for us with liabilities at left tackle. Why are we not calling that dude? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe they wanted to get see if Daly had anything, but Daly sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. pull the plug. I, <laughs> We're I ready would, to do it. I would want to see if the Giants would want to trade Darius Slayton, but their receiver room is somehow worse than ours, both in talent and injury, that they're not going to trade him just because they need a warm body out there, and he's good. Hell, I would take Richie James right now. Yeah, I mean, we just... Need guys, and it's just I so. I love like, Richie James. What are you talking about? <laughs> I well, know you said that, so I would reply in that way. I was hoping. <laughs> like coming into the season, like the Ravens are playing Sunday Night Football right now. It's like, well, their receiver room—it's kind of iffy on the depth and explosiveness. Like Devin Duvernay, who's really just—he's—he's he's a kick and punt returner that's a really good athlete in space. They've turned him into a good wide receiver three, and part of that is you don't like guys, athletes like him just don't grow on trees. But it's just so frustrating when we're having to try out Cody Hollister, who does nothing. Ugh. He's not super big. He's not quick. He's not fast. It's like. At least when other guys are on end of rosters and they come to the game, they provide something with Hollister. It's like, well, he's out there, I guess. And are we afraid to make Josh Gordon part of the active roster? Because this would be his third game if we elevated him, which we didn't. Like, are we afraid to do that? I mean, I don't think we've targeted him, targeted him once, which is, is so bizarre because, I mean, I guess you trust Hollister to block more or whatever. But, like, Josh Gordon is at least probably explosive in some capacity, right? Yeah, he's yeah, done but stuff if he was before. looking amazing in practice, he would be out there. Yeah, but it's like, how can he not be... How can he not be at least on the roster when we have so few guys? Like, is... I don't know, is our... I don't know what our roster was. I don't know. It's like, is the Son Haskins really more valuable and an extra receiver? I think he's actually a great returner, so I, I, I oh, want to yeah, keep Haskins, Haskins active. Was a, I've been really I mean, impressed with him. Our defense is so depleted, it's kind of hard to say, but it's like... Surely there is someone 
one that didn't see the field today that we could have put Josh Gordon in over. And we really needed him because even though Washington's defense was soft and it was more, our pass protection was so bad, nothing could develop. They definitely adjusted as the game went on when they realized, hey, no one can get behind us. Buys here. We've got a bunch of, we had, God, I don't know, probably what, seven, eight stars out today? Yeah, probably. I mean, Dupree, Cunningham, Molden. How our defensive line survived that, I think. Thank God for archery and Tart and Weaver. Amazing. Yeah, we were missing, we were definitely, I think we were missing six starters today. Four on defense, and then two, two important backups on defense. One thing I love about our defensive line is it doesn't, you know, we've, it's been patchwork for now, but every single game, I feel like we have a four or five Tip passes at the line, and that's that's coaching, and that's guys buying in. That's you know Weaver does it, uh, Simmons does it, Tart does it. Everybody's yeah, got, got a, fingers yeah. on the football. We got a few third down stops today because balls got batted down or deflected and came away short. Absolutely, guys. Our friends Morgan and Reed were at the game today, so there were a lot of Titans fans there in in the DC area, and I uh, really love hearing that. I saw a lot of blue on TV, so yeah, but that was really fun, yeah. beautiful day I heard across the country for football. Yeah, yeah, I, know I that. heard Henry Jance absolutely, yeah. and we we asked him. They said it was just a lot of fun, so that is really good. Came out of there with a win, guys. Heading to the bye, big fella. He doesn't like other sports, so. He'll just be looking like old film of like this summer's practices to just look for clues. For everybody else, enjoy Alabama, Tennessee. Enjoy the Braves in the playoffs. Um, These two guys need a break. They care so much about this team. I think it's good to have a little time away. Separation is okay. We love this team. It's our favorite team in sports. But we're looking forward to a little time off, but we cannot wait to get back at it. We're going to see a hopefully healthy team, refreshed team, and uh, some, some really good play calling, I know in the in the back end of the season guys uh can't think landon and john enough we'll see you guys in a few weeks until then tighten up tighten up tighten up